Are you ready to hack your time? I'm Vicky and I am obsessed with course correcting everything that you've been taught about how to use your time because I know that you can create more success while having more fun and taking more rest. I went from doing all the things, working 80 hour weeks to creating a 15 hour work week. Listen and learn how to hack your time never have to say that you don't have time ever again. You too will learn how to accelerate without doing more today. Hello, hello. hello. How so nice you? to see you. So nice. I'm good. Happy to be here. So happy to have you here. Actually, for now, you're the only expert that's here that I can see. So lucky us let's chat let's chat so first tell people a little bit about you and how you ended up doing this work sure sure so I I love this story I think it's a fun story I heard about you from kind of a friend friend and joined time hackers was too busy to actually use time hackers or look at any of the material but was on your email list and happened to open one of the emails where you were talking about this program and decided that day that I was in. Best decision ever. I'm so happy about that. And I am a business coach helping coaches. So anything they're unclear about in terms of what they're actually, who they're actually serving or how they're going to talk to their people or how they're going to build their business their way, that's what I specialize in. And so I am currently in Italy on vacation-ish for about a month. So I'm working maybe two hours a day. So actually overachieving for my 15-hour work week, (laughs) which is just so fun to see. We actually have had a Murphy's Law type of calamities going on with the travel and getting here in our house. And it's just been so reassuring to know that I don't have the kind of drama that I would have had about that anymore. I'm just showing up for my client calls and for opportunities like this and then rolling with the punches, which is life. Yeah, I feel like that's it completely. It's one thing to cut the hours. And I think when people first think about it, they're like, oh my God, I could never cut the hours. But it's more the head shift of like, I don't have to panic if things don't work out perfectly because I'm not attached to doing everything at a certain point in time. Right. And I don't have an expectation that this month will kill my results or right. my year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it well. just means I'm working less this month. That's what it means. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Amazing. Leah, hello. Hi. I love how you said good morning, but it's like definitely not morning here. Good morning. Oh, yes. It's not at morning there or in Italy either, right? No. No. So introduce yourself and tell people how you found yourself doing this work. Um, My name is Leah Weissman-Bank. I'm in Brooklyn, New York. Um, How did I find myself doing this work? Um, I've been in the coaching world for about two and a half years. And um, I think the beginning was learning how to be a coach. The second was learning how to get clients and make money. And then it really made sense to 
figure out how I wanted to live my life with my new business. Um, I had an interesting road to get here. I was in education most of my career. I got pushed out of a job on maternity leave. It's just like a little bit of a traumatic start in the coaching world. And I tried really hard to like climb the mountain. Um, and I got there and I, I was fully booked and loved coaching and still wasn't exactly living the dream life that I set off to live when I was like transitioning from that nine to five toxic work environment to um, like working for myself. The reason I wanted to is so that I could walk my kids to school and do my day and go to the gym if I wanted and meet a friend for lunch if I wanted and go to conferences if I wanted and then sign off, get my kids, make dinner, go out to dinner. Last night I went to Manhattan for dinner with friends. Um, I'm very lucky I have a um, partner who does equal in the house that I do. So like if I'm out, he's back and we switch off. Um, on top of it all, we'll have a chain of five pizzerias. That's just kind of a fun fact. And another like, another way that we're sort of just in the entrepreneur world with our flexible schedules, we both either work, we live above a pizzeria. So we either work from home or from the pizzeria, or from the pizza office. And um, that's our life. To answer the question, I didn't really answer how I got in here is my friend Doreen, who we are in another mastermind, called me on the phone and she says, you must get in this room. And I'm the last person in the room. Last person. She said, you just have to get in here. And I was like, uh, Vicky, I didn't know who you were. Yeah. I didn't even know this concept. Yeah. Um, I fully love and trust Doreen. So I, obviously I did my research and no, I didn't even chat with you. No, no, you didn't. You apply. I said, okay, you can fill in the application, but it's probably going to be for next time. Yes, that's what you said. And then you filled it in and I let you in. Even my rules are there to be broken. Like yeah. I just think even as entrepreneurs, sometimes we set rules for ourselves, not realizing that we don't have to follow them, right? Like we say, for example, oh, I'm going to, you know, for example, I hear a lot of people speaking about like CEO Fridays or whatever it is. But then if you get an opportunity to come up, that comes up on a Friday, we don't have to say no. Or if I say, I'm not going to let anyone else in the mastermind, and then someone comes along, that I think will be a good fit. I don't have to say no. But I think that's a really interesting thing to share. Um, I can see we've got a question here. I'm going to jump on that. And then we've got some by email. Vicky, are you coaching time hackers at all? Yep, Helen, I still coach in time hackers. Um, I also have four time hacker coaches. We all coach. Um, so yeah, I do still coach in there. Not every week, but I'm definitely coaching in there. And then I got a really good one from via email. I got a few via email, but this one is quite an interesting one. So the idea for today, just so people know, you can pop in your questions in the Q&A or on Facebook, or you can raise your hand and get coached by us and get our insight on whatever is going on for you right now. Or I asked um, my email list if they wanted to put anything. So I got one... Um, from Eleanor. She said, I work as an associate attorney at a private law firm. 
time is literally money because my billable hours dictate my paycheck. I get paid for every hour that I bill the firm. I'm supposed to bill a certain amount of hours per day, but I find myself falling short again and again. I want to get out of the legal field and eventually full-time coach, but I also need to build up savings and a client base before I do that. So in the meantime, I feel stuck in my job and I hate being so linear and so focused on trying to be productive day in and day out. I find the legal work I do against my nature and I'm struggling with this daily. Any advice you can give regarding my situation? What do we think? Yeah, I mean, I can dive in for that one. I think as difficult as it seems from where you are, and I completely relate because my story was not an attorney, but I was in corporate for years. And I remember looking out my office window in uh, Union Square in New York, and I would watch the green market there change with the seasons. And I would see people walking around there at 1030 in the morning. And I thought, who are those people? And I noticed that the angrier I was about my job, the more I was, um, the more I was living into a situation that I didn't want to live into. And as contrary to rational thinking as this sounds, when I started to really appreciate what that job was giving me, and I really started living into the lifestyle it was going to give me when I reached the savings, which, by the way, we don't always need as much savings as we think we do in the moment, but that's another topic. But for me, that was a game changer. And that really seemed to accelerate time when I changed the way I was thinking about my current situation. And um, it was, yeah, it was what got me through the last year, to be honest. Yeah. And I I think prepared me a lot for what was to come as well, because believe it or not, I felt the same way in my coaching uh, time in the beginning. And I had to realize that those kind of thoughts were being recycled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we definitely end up with like thinking habits and thinking patterns that show up and just like attach to different things. Um, So I love that. Thank you. Leah, what do you think? I love the green market. (laughs) I just like got distracted. (laughs) I was like, oh, I got to go there. I I really like that idea about what is your job giving you right now and thinking about being in the appreciation of it. Um, And also what can you squeeze in there in your, like, you know, I always, I miss a little bit working in an office because of like people really people. I mean, I'm a chatty Cathy. I'm a social creature. And so, you know, maybe just like leaning into those benefits again, like that, that goes back to what Jenna was saying. And like, you know, are you seeing people? Um, do you like the, the, uh, meat of the work that you do? Is there anything about it that is interesting that you're learning from? Um, and I think patience, I think patience, like keeping your eye on the prize of, I mean, I talked a little bit about like what this life is that I built, but like, are you really clear on that? What it looks like and um, what it feels like and what are the aspects of it? And then just like being patient to getting there, knowing that it's there, putting it, picture in your mind in front of you on your wall, maybe like in your journal, whatever, whatever it is. 
Yeah, I think it's so true that when we have decided that we don't want to be where we are, we only focus on the aspects that we don't like. And there are definitely things that I also miss about being in the office and being working with people. And I love that perspective of like, what in two years time, when you have your successful business, what will you look back and think fondly of? What will you miss? And how can you enjoy that now? Because the message I've got from both of you is really stepping away from this like black and white thinking of like, this is my better option and this is my bad option and I'm in my bad option. And so using those two things that you've both given us there, I think it just like evens the scales. And then it also means that when you do move into your dream online business, you're, it's kind of like, you know, when you have like rose tinted glasses and you're like, everything's going to be better when I have my online business and I'm not working it. And then you get there and you're like, everything's not better. Therefore I have to change again or something is wrong. And what you've both just shared are ways that we can like remove the glasses and still love where we are and where we are going. Vicky, can I add something as well? Because when the two of you were talking, I, I thought about that and I was just thinking back to myself and how difficult it is in that time to to really appreciate it sometime but here's here's a halfway step which is really juicy you can fill in the blank with this is the time in my life when I was learning to x Mm -hmm. and that way it's not like you're waiting to begin your coaching business because this is the time when you're learning to coach this is the time when you're learning to get super efficient with time a little plug for the 15 hour work week, right? (laughs) So that you are then going to live such a better lifestyle when you're a coach, because us coaches, we work ourselves into the ground sometimes. (laughs) And that would be such an important time to be like, oh, I had that last year when I was still in the legal firm. And yet that's when I was really learning to X. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I also don't want us to skim over what you said about like just really sitting in like how much do you think you need to have saved and just being really aware that you're probably going to always want to move that hole because there's going to be other factors of play aside from the money because if we're typically what we're doing because I also left a corporate job for coaching and I did go through a time of not having money like I went there like I had the savings and then I didn't have the money um and I think we're way more capable of surviving than we think we are but we're always going to move that goalpost because it's not just the money at play. It's also the fear of, will I be successful? The fear of failure, the responsibility. Like there's going to be a lot of things that make us want to keep making more and more money, even if we're not happy. And the last thing I'll say here, and you guys can add anything if you want, is just remembering that it's a choice, that we are in a position of power, right? Sometimes we tell the story, like I have to stay in this job because I have to save money and I have to, and I have to, versus like, I'm choosing to stay here because I want to say I want to go into my business with savings and I've built X, Y, Z. And this is my choice, which is just a very powerful place to be doing it from. And I think we make different decisions and we show up differently when we are feeling like we are the ones in control instead of out of control. I also love what happened there with the three of us, because I think this is what happens a lot in the mastermind is it's probably the most collaborative coaching conversations that I've ever been a part of where we're all jumping in and coaching each other so and adding and building off of what each other have said so that was really fun okay I can see Anna's raised your hand I'm going to bring you on for some coaching 
Let me just check this. That's good. Check the Facebook. Oh. oh, I've got another one on Facebook that we'll do afterwards. Hi, Anna. Hi, thank you. Thank you. What's going on? So I, I've been thinking a lot about this and I've been, I've been reading your emails and kind of reflecting. When I hear everyone say, oh, we do this and like we want to have more flexibility and all that. I didn't, I didn't start my business to do any of that. I didn't, I just thought about doing the work because I loved it and that was what I knew I should do next. Yeah. But I also am aware that I, I think definitely for me, stuff expands to fill the time that I give it. I know that that happens because I used to have a business and a full-time job. And now I just have a business, which is my full-time job. And I think, I wonder whether I need to kind of challenge myself a bit because I'm working a sort of nine, five-ish now, five days a week. But I wonder if I were to start shaking that up a bit, whether I would see that I was perfectly capable of producing the same amount in less time. So why why might you want to? Well, I think it's not like I've got a burning desire to go out and do other things all the time. I don't. I'm, I'm happy here working. But I, I just wonder whether it's possible. So, and, and maybe I could see what it was like even to have like a couple of afternoons off. Or maybe I'd be uncomfortable, but maybe I'd actually go and do something else. Or maybe I could just actually produce more if I had stuff if I was doing stuff in less time so I don't know what would happen but I think it would be interesting to see yeah so what's your question I kind of wanted coaching on is that just am I just thinking I should do that because that's what people say oh you can have more freedom you can go out and do something in the middle of the day and that's great is it my desire or is it just I think that I should do that or is it just programming that I'm here from nine to five doing my work I want to let the others uh lead with some questions and coaching or sharing I'm gonna ask like a super simple question do you want to work less hours I would like to try it and see whether it's possible, even if it's just for an experiment and I go back and do what I was doing before. Yeah, I think I'm interested to to try it. I think you answered your question. Mm. And I would maybe challenge yourself because we're on a panel and there's not like tons and tons of time. But I think if (laughs) if we're one-on-one coaching, right, and we had a whole hour, what I would say is... And maybe we could just do this because what is time, right, Vicky? <laughs> That's right. Um, just sit back and close your eyes and just like breathe. And then just like listen to the question. Do you want to work less hours? Yeah. And just yep. Yeah, okay, there. That's your answer. And that that's that's what I would do. Like you, so that's your answer. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I, one of the like aha moments I got to when I was first selling the first 15 hour work week 
is this idea that the only thing we need to change how we work, whatever we decide, is desire. Like we think we need a team. We think we need a plan for what we're going to do outside of it. We think we need all of these other things, like systems or other people's permissions or to have a certain business model or like literally it's so saturated how we talk about working less hours and in how I teach it, how I lead it, how I live it is like the only thing you need is desire. So I love that that's what we are focused in on. Yeah, because I'm not really interested in anyone else telling me what to do. That kind of annoys me anyway. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to the club. (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'll work out how and then give it a go. Yeah. I think the other thing like there is, I think sometimes it's confusing to figure out like, what do we really want? And just that extra pause, right. To just like sit back and listen to yourself and listen to your body. And just like, I mean, what do we do it for 30 seconds? Less. Exactly. But so just like, translating that to any time you're like feeling confused about a desire or a decision is just that like intentional pause and trying to identify what it feels like thanks yeah okay I have to say something I can't believe I'm gonna say this because I so deeply um believe in our own intuition and inner guidance And I just have to float this out there that even if you didn't quite have the desire, if I were just giving my um, experience having been through the program, I still think it could be worthwhile for any coach, for any entrepreneur to stretch themselves in the way you've been talking about, Anna. And here's why, because when we start to constrain ourselves, it naturally helps bring up some of the thoughts and baggage that we didn't realize we had. So when we're filling the 40 hours, we're able to buffer and gloss over a lot of the deep inner beliefs that we don't even realize, such as spending this time creates my results, right? And such as like, I'm afraid that if I'm not doing, then I'm not going to produce. And we're just not able to see those in the same way that we are when we do kind of force a constraint and stretch ourselves in a different way. So I'm a proponent of every entrepreneur trying this because it really is life-changing. And I think that's a great attitude. Even if you did decide later on to go back to a different way, you would have already grown your brain so much just by having done it. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Also, I think so often, I mean, maybe this is also the way we speak about the program, but we think that it's the hours, but for you two, I'd love you to share and Anna, you can ask them any questions about like, what has it been aside from the cutting the hours? So fine, you've got the 15 hour work week or even less sometimes, but what else has it been? What's, what's on the other side? What's available? Sometimes it seems um, almost a little too easy and other times it seems too hard (laughs) and it's that beautiful balance. So there was a time where my son's preschool had closed because of COVID and it was right when I was trying to make, you know, my big goal that I'd had and I felt that devastation for a day of, oh, now I'm never going to make my goal. 
And then the next day I woke up and I was like, oh, right, time doesn't create my results. And with the time that I did have, right, I just happened to, um, because I was away from work, well, here we go again, because I was away from work, it allowed me to create a state that produced very high level, um, a very couple, like a post or two. It, it inspired creativity in which I could reach out to some people that I maybe normally wouldn't have reached out to. And so happy ending of the story was I ended up exceeding my goal. And um, I, I really am happy that I had that, that lived experience to go back to because my brain keeps going back there over and over again that maybe this is going to be a problem. And now it's getting to the point where I can just so quickly know that it's not a problem, right? And that it might actually even be better if I'm constraining myself because um, I'm able to produce in ways that I wouldn't. So I'll, this is kind of very abstract. So let me give you a concrete example. So working with Vicki, I've, I've learned how to create newsletters for my list in a much shorter period of time than I used to do. But then I started a podcast. So this is something that Vicky's been working with me on because I created this extra time and immediately then started filling it with new projects. But in this podcast, I had some stories about how the first episodes really needed to introduce my people to everything that I believe and they, the messaging needed to be tight because I'm teaching messaging and that there were all these reasons. And then I finally realized, oh, I'm doing it again, spending a week or you know, on these podcasts and this doesn't need to continue. And so I challenged myself to take my dog for a walk, think it through, and then come back and record right then and there. And I've gotten really positive feedback. And even when I listen to it myself, I'm like, that's a really good point, mm -hmm. which I just don't know would have come through in the way that I normally would outline and bullet and script and start putting in more information that then is really helpful for people when you're listening to a podcast, you enjoy that simplicity. So that would be my, yeah, my example. Thank you. Leah, I'd love yours. Um, I forgot the original question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was ways in which results um, are, have not been created by time. Like okay. What else is it that might create results? Okay. Um, so that is, this is so typical of me. <laughs> a little bit of ADHD. <laughs> Just a little. Um, I think I think it's just going back to the idea, even when I like kind of jokingly said to you when I was coaching you, like we don't have a whole hour and I'm like, what is time anyways, is just like being able to go back to that original concept that that time doesn't create results that you don't need tons of time. Like these are sort of like the basic, like if you read one of Vicky's emails or posts, like you, you know them, but just being able to go back there. And I really think it just opens up a whole world of possibilities. I think it opens up a whole world of like, sometimes I used to think to myself because we have these couple of businesses and I have another idea that like, this is insane. This is crazy. And now I sort of feel about it. Like, why not? Why not do another thing? Why not open another business? Like it, like the, it, it really has opened up. Why not being able to be there for my kids all the time? Why not being able to be like a successful business person and mom? Um, it has just like opened my mind in that way to that, like, 
possibilities are endless. Mm -hmm. I know that you know, sounds so rose colored, but I really do think like just being able to see that as end goal and just being able to go back there um, has been like the most helpful. Vicki, I have one more as well. <laughs> this always happens when I listen I to love it. Why not? Um, so another example of mine is I have a program and my, because I have these practice thoughts of my, my clients need time from me, right? I was stacking in more calls and more availability of me. And then I started thinking about what would happen, like using the frameworks that we have been practicing, what would happen if I weren't to do that? And what could the benefits actually be? And I started realizing that by defaulting to my habits, I was, I was um, blocking so much creativity that could even be better for my clients because my brain just wasn't going there. It was like throw in more hours, give them more one-to-one -one calls. And when I took that off the table, it, yeah, it just, again, that constraint really forced creativity in a way I hadn't expected. Yes. I, th I do think there are so many ways and I see this um, often in people that respond to my emails and stuff. I just think there's so many ways that we're accidentally doing things because we've always done them that way or doing things because our first coach told us to do them that way or doing things because we read somewhere online that someone else is doing it that way. And I will say what I love, what I love having seen in the room is like everyone's kind of gone through the same process and come out completely differently it's like a, I think to me that's one of the biggest things that I've seen as the coach is like everyone stepped more into what they want to do and what everyone is doing is different like we have mm. someone building like literally an app like I did not think that that would be part of it we have someone that's going all in on a non-profit like we have all kinds of things going on and it's not a one size fits all. It's not like you come in and you all come out of carbon copy. It's like a deep unlearning of like, I know I use the word indoctrination and it sounds strong, but like Anna, like it's not a coincidence that you picked nine to five, right? Like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> so you might, you know, it's like, I, even me, I'll tell you, I used to think like, oh, like I will never work weekends. And now with like the baby and whatever, I'm like, oh, like if I prefer to work on a Sunday afternoon than like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then that's when I'll work. Like I didn't even realize that I, you know, was following certain time rules of like I should, my weekends should be off. Like why? I actually way prefer doing something like a supermarket shop on a Tuesday when it's less busy than on a weekend. So um, I would say that that's just something that's available it's like, what else do we not realize we're doing because we've been taught to do it? Mm. And when you start unraveling that, like, like what Leah said, like the possibilities are endless and it's just more fun, I think. And Anna, I, I don't know, I'm sure Vicky has covered this in, in previous panels before, but we don't just have to have the extra time in our day to go, you know, have a lunch necessarily or anything it's also the idea is really to be able to take bigger risks Vicky, have you covered this like we can take bigger risks when we give ourselves the downtime and the rest as well yeah. and so that might be something i don't obviously know your story but could be really beneficial for you to be doing the mindset work you aren't necessarily doing when you're trying to do all the to-dos in the nine to five mm-hmm yeah, th that is actually a big thing. So I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, 
what we tend to do, especially as entrepreneurs, especially because we care about our businesses and we care about our work, is we want to like really, I mean, there's a lot of people out there speaking about like discomfort is the currency to your growth and do the uncomfortable things. And I literally speak about that. But on the other side of doing the uncomfortable things has to be more than adequate rest. Like we have to be creating safety in our bodies, in our minds. We have to be using comfort and discomfort. Like both of those things are tools. And I think we so often see people speaking about discomfort, but in this room, we prioritize comfort as well. And that creates more safety to experiment and try different things and fuck up and all of that stuff. So I love that you mentioned it. Mm -hmm. To that point, just to add in one more thing, and I know you want to get to the next question, is that even, and this was like came from some coaching I got this week about making yourself stop and rest and creating that space sometimes can be the discomfort, right? And Anna, it sounds like maybe for you that like blocking out that time, right? That you normally would be working, I think probably will feel uncomfortable at first. Hmm. And sort of like practicing that patience to see what comes up there to Jenna's point, creativity, ideas, like any kinds of stuff. But I do think the discomfort, like it's going to go back and forth. Discomfort might be in the space. That's definitely true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I've had a couple of afternoons where I've thought, oh, I'll just go to the park because it's really nice. And I'll lie there and I'm like, I can hear my dad's voice in my head being like, what? You're being very lazy. What is this? And then the last time I did it, I was like, I'm okay. I'm just lying here having a nice time. So mm-hmm. it's even, it only took three times maybe for that to change. So it, I can see that it could, you know, the, the, the old habits could die faster than I think yeah and and it's so worth it for what's available because I mean my hypothesis and what I found to be true for me and most of my clients is when you are doing that when you are taking better care of yourself when you you are actually I think we still think like the best thing I can give my clients is ours but like Jenna was saying what if it's not what if the best thing you can give is creativity and that creativity requires you to go through the discomfort of having space Mm. thank you thank you so much such an interesting topic all right I will move you back to attendee wait let me figure out how to do this (laughs) okay and I can see we've got some questions on the Facebook so we will go there um as well so how can I be 100% focused in the short amount of time when how can you be 100% focused in the short amount of time when you're working and not worry about anything. What do you guys think? I can't. <laughs> um, but I also can bring myself back. And uh, it was, it's funny, Vicky, to your point where you were asking that question and I totally forgot it, but then you just bring yourself back. You say, what was the question again? You say this, if this is the hour that I am um, writing my newsletter and you get distracted and your brain works, uh, brain wanders, and then you just ask yourself, oh, wait, what am I supposed to be doing? writing my newsletter. Let me go back to that. It's, I think it's totally fine. I did this yesterday. This is a, or Um, The other day I set an alarm to clean up 
piles of clothes for one hour. And I did, you know, and I, I did it and I was doing it. And then I found myself on my phone and I was like, oh shit. And then I just said, what am I, what is this hour for? Don't beat yourself up. You just go back and you do the thing and that's it. Like, I know it sounds so simple what she's saying, but what she's saying is everything. It's not the existence of worry that's a problem. It's not the existence of like a phone that's a problem or distractions. We live in a world where we have been trained to be very distracted all the time. It's the judgment. That's like the way heavier side of things is the criticism, the judgments, the shudding, the dis- like whatever story we make out of it versus like, I have a human brain. My human brain worries sometimes. And I can still go back to work instead of, oh, I worried. Oh, no, I'm 10 minutes behind or I'm 30 minutes behind. I've wasted the day. I literally had one client once, true story. It was like 8.30 a.m. And we got on the call and she was like, I've already ruined today. <laughs> That's what happens. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I would just also add um, getting very curious about what creates focus. For you because that's a lot of the work that I've been doing over the last six months with Vicki and starting to see what I thought created focus or what I actually really thought was kind of random outside of my control right when focus happened when creativity happened like in the shower and uh, it's been very interesting to start catching myself in those beliefs and really questioning them mm-hmm. and you know I'm I'm finding some wins and I'm finding some other things that aren't conducive to my greatest focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I feel like it's such an important one where like we have to discover what helps us focus and every single person will be different. And I think that there's a lot of talk out there of like these, ha- like these ways to create focus for everyone. And then if you try them and they don't work, it's like, well, I can never create focus versus I actually can and even focus itself it's like we can all define what it is it's not you know it we can all experience it differently so just being aware of comparing ourselves to some like perfectionist model of focus and then also of this perfectionist method of focus versus like how do I want to feel when I'm focused and how do I want to create it yeah okay um are you sharing what you learned from Time Hackers or the one-to-one dash 15-hour work week? Just joined a bit late here on Facebook and always find inspiration in these sharings. Yeah, these two are from, well, actually Jenna's in Time Hackers and the 15-hour work week and Leah is in the 15-hour work week. So we've actually never worked together one-to-one. Um, so that's what's going on there. I also had someone um, write in and ask about like basically they're the breadwinner and they feel like they should be working more and they have like guilt around um, investing and then being the breadwinner, maybe earning more than their partner and then working less hours. What do you think about that? Sort of going back to the focus question, I would say the, the thoughts of guilt don't have to be a problem. It's what happens with the meaning afterwards. Like we are especially, don't know if you're actually either way, right? We're, we're conditioned as the breadwinner to have certain, um, you know, to work more or to be doing more all the time. 
rather than really what really matters is that we're producing more. So if those thoughts occurred, I would find those completely normal thoughts, right? And we would just want to examine them and see if they're actually leading to the results that are the best for us and our family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have this saying I, that um, revelations always precede results. And so I had a revelation about my own investments in business that, that happened before I saw the results in my business. So there was a time where I felt lots of guilt about investment and my business was not as successful as when I finally leaned into the belief of like, well, someday when I have my first $100,000 launch, which I don't do launches, so <laughs> that's not something that I would see. But at the time, I thought that was the only way to do business. And so when I have my, I'm going to have at some point, I will have a $100,000 launch. And even if I've spent $100,000 on business investments, that the slate will be wiped clean and I'll continue to produce that for the rest of my life. And as I leaned into that energy of, of course, this is happening my business did start to change. And I've seen that with so many other results too. Like, like when I just, uh, I don't know if you were here earlier, but I was talking about when I worked in corporate and hated working in corporate. And then when I leaned into this is actually a really good thing, it's getting me where I need to go. I'm learning all the things I need to learn. Then it happened much more quickly that I transitioned out of corporate. So I found that really helpful over and over again in my life. So I hope it's helpful for you. So good. Yes. Leah, do you have anything to add? Um, I would just sort of think about the guilt, which is like one of my least favorite um, emotions is like, do you, what do you want to do with that guilt? Do you want to keep it around? Do you want to change the story around it? Um, I don't know the details of this, um, like breadwinner slash investment. I assume it means like investment and coaching stuff, but, um, like Jenna said, like you can, you can think about it however you want to think about it. Right. You can think about it. Like every investment I make makes me 10 X, right? Like you can, you can think about it however you want. And then just sort of replace this the story of guilt, I'm spending my family's money, blah, 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 like whatever those, those stories that are less helpful with a way more helpful story that, as Jenna said, produces better results and like creates a better world for you. Yeah. I also think guilt is such an interesting one because I think it's so learned. I think like I had it when I was pregnant and I was sick and I felt guilt around not showing up in my business um, or, you know, taking lots of time off and really tapping into like, what's the story behind the guilt? And is that, and we've spoken about this in the mastermind, like, is that your chosen story or is that your learned, like your taught story? Like, have you been told, I think to what Anna was saying, have you been told that being in the park is an afternoon in the afternoon is bad? And do you actually on purpose believe that? And just re recognizing if this isn't my chosen story, then all I have to do is be willing to have that story come along. And like even Anna said, and talk back to it and be like, okay, I, I can, thanks for your opinion. But separating yourself from the cause of that guilt and just knowing that like there's learned guilt and there's on purpose, I would actually choose to feel guilt around this. 
which like can I be honest there's probably very few things um that we would choose to feel guilt around a lot of it is taught we're taught how to be good women and good CEOs and good mothers and good partners and good parents and good, like all of this um and often it's just like a perfectionist industrial revolution kind of thing yeah okay we have um social media seems to be my biggest distraction during work how do you address that situation mine's very tactical I set an alarm super simple so I have a certain super simple I set a certain time of the day well actually I don't even post for myself anymore I have a BA do that um but back in the day when I would post for myself it would be this is when I would post and then this is when I would respond to people and then this is when I would go in and comment on other people's posts and they were three separate times of the day and I'd set an alarm that said you can also make a choice about whether you want to be on social media in your business right that's like will you share a little bit more about that Yes. So it is possible to not be on social media. There are so many ways that you can move your business forward that don't require social media. So I, yeah, I'm happy to, there are so many mentors that I can point to that aren't on social media. I have clients that aren't on social media. I spent two years of my business without being on social media up until I think about a month ago. I was going to say on like, social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes. you, you, I was like, you were not. So you just decided to go back on. Now you've got a VA, but you made a choice to not be on social media for your business. And I think right. it's like when we are growing our business and we are using social media, we think everyone is doing what we are doing, but it's just not true. Um, so I love your experience with that and at one point when you're like I've got too many clients I've got too many people finding me and I can't meet the demand and that's without social media people so I think that's what I'm right and and the way that you are on social media so right now I am um, repurposing my podcast that's my social media I'm really not on it the way some people are on it so you can even pick and choose how you choose to show up on social media mm, I love it so good such Leo. a world of possibilities yeah. exactly exactly mm. Leah what do you think um first of all I think Jenna's um the way that she doesn't use social media is absolutely fascinating and something to learn from and I think she, you have so much more to say about it um I think the way you use your newsletter is like absolutely brilliant and fascinating. Um, but in terms of, so this is just like sort of a different angle. And I don't know if you were asking about social media for business or for entertainment, because I think social media is also just like, you know, some of us like pretty pictures or I don't know, like funny comedians, who knows? And I'd say like, yes, as a distraction. And also, can you think of it just as like, same as watching TV, right? Like, you know, it's part of your entertainment. Um, you don't want to do that all day, of course. But if it's like a little bit of like, gives you pleasure, or entertains you or like part of your off time, like what if you could just like, think about it like that mm. um, and then not make it such I like- love that. Uh, uh, 
evil devil, which again, like sometimes it is, it can take us over. It can like, you know, hurt our brains, blah, blah, blah. Like um, distract us from being present. I, I'm thinking about like, as a parent with my kids, I always want to leave my phone in the other room or like whatever. So I just like a totally different angle. It doesn't have to be black and white. It can be both. It can be mm-hmm. good. And also at the times when it becomes a pull and distracting, then like maybe you do a technique, like Jenna said, like set an alarm, leave it in the other room. A friend showed me how to make my phone black and white. So it's a little bit less like, you know, um, yeah, exactly. So there are techniques for that, but it doesn't have to be black and white. It's not one or the other. Mm. I also love what you said then about being present because when you are choosing to be with the social media and be present with it, it's very different than when we are doing it as a reaction to loneliness or avoiding something or whatever it is. Like I actually, my Instagram got deleted a few weeks ago and now it's back. It was a mistake. It's fine. But I was using it. It's really useful for a lot of like first time mum things. Like I was really missing, like it's so much for me, it's easier than reading necessarily like a whole book is to just like follow someone and they just share tips on getting your baby to sleep or nursing or whatever. Um, So I think choosing how you want to use it and then being present with it, like you are present with your kids instead of, I think when we are, it's kind of, I think of it like binge eating, right? It's kind of like you about Priyanka and her clients, like you can enjoy food or you can be food, like go into the bottomless pit. And it's the same with social media. It's the same thing. So I think what Jenna said is interesting for if you set the alarm and then you aren't going off it, exploring why, like what are you avoiding? What are you creating? What's happening there? And just building a relationship with social media. Social media is not the devil. It's literally just a thing that exists in the world. What relationship do you want with it? I think it would be worth exploring. Amazing. One more thing I just want to add, it, it, like this is to Jenna's point of the alarms, but like maybe in the different categories of it, there is a time in the day when you're using social media for business, for responding to comments, for posting, for, you know, whatever. And then maybe there is another time or way where it's entertainment, where you're like, you know, looking at pretty pictures or comedians or influencers. So um, maybe if you could just like think about it in those different ways um like the purpose of why and not go down the rabbit hole of just like on it all day every day mindlessly Mm, yes so good amazing um we've had some questions pop up in the q a i'm interested in the 15 hour work week but i want to work 30 hours i want to work 15 in each of my two businesses Honestly, my recommendation would be to anyone who's interested in the 15-hour work week would just be to get your application in um, and then we'll take it from there. So I wouldn't worry about figuring out exactly what it's going to look like. I promise you, these two didn't necessarily know exactly what everything was going to look like. Um, And the one thing that I see happen a lot in people when they're thinking about the 15-hour work week mastermind is trying to solve for their 15-hour week with what we call, what I teach is the 40-hour mindset. Um, The very first thing you're going to learn in the program is going to drastically change how you make decisions, how you think about time, and how you think about work and you. So instead of like knowing necessarily now what it's going to look like, if you know you want to cut your hours, 
get in that room and um or get the application done at least and I'll look at it and I'll review it and if it's not a good fit I'll explain to you why but just go through the application um it's probably one of the biggest blocks that I see um and I would love to hear your two opinions on it or any advice that you would have is when people say like I think a lot of people will use this concept and then be like oh I'm going to create a 15 hour week by myself or whatever it is um and I call that doing it the hard way just because I did it the hard way (laughs) um and I see you guys have obviously had much faster easeful results than I did um so yeah I would say just bear in mind that typically we don't know the way that we've been taught to think about time and work and our value and our output and we make decisions from still those learned ways then we're like going against like a big gust of wind in our direction versus what we do in this mastermind which is like turn around and let the wind fuel us forward so that's what I would say just get your application in but I'm interested to hear if you do have anything to add I think I went into it just oh sorry Leah I'll no, just, yeah, I just went into it thinking that I wanted to kind of break my addiction to work mm. and that I wanted to, right, I, w- I wanted to not always be thinking about work. So it wasn't the 15 hours per se that attracted me. It was much more like understanding that I had some deep issues that needed support and help. Um, I was just going to say it's not about the number 15. Like it just has nothing to do with the actual number 15. And um, there's no time police. Like Mickey doesn't have you log your hours. It's not, I mean, because some people are working 10 and some people are working 20. Like, it's just not really about the exact hours. It's about your relationship with time and the mindset of time. And um, I go back to like those first concepts of like, 40 hour mindset versus 15 hour mindset. So like, again, it has nothing to do with the actual number. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny. I did think about it at one point. Like, do I want to encourage people to like log their times and come in? But I think one of the core elements of this mastermind is getting back to like a deep level of self-trust. And someone had me on their podcast last week, actually. um, And one of the sentences that I said there maybe we've used it in the mastermind as well. It's like tracking is the opposite of trust. Tracking is the need to prove something and trust is the knowledge that you that it's there, right? So tracking is like the opposite of, um, of what we would do in this mastermind. And like I said, like everyone is an adult and gets to choose what they want to do and how they want to do it. And there's no uh, shaming anyone for whatever they decide. But the reason why I chose 15 hours is because one, I wanted to work 15 hour weeks, but now I'm working five hour weeks. But two, it has to be a shock to break away from the like, oh, I could squeeze all my work in this hours. It has to be, I wanted it to be impossible to squeeze the number of, the, the amount of work just in less time. It has to be about doing less. It has to be about deleting things. It has to be about, not you know dropping the time filling habit and breaking all of these mindsets and it has to be uncomfortable to the point where it's not easy and on the other hand once you do it how we do it 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 actually is easy so that's just a little backstory um about that so we're gonna shoot off but before we do I guess I want to give you both oh wait there's one more question if you guys do you guys have two minutes yeah yeah 
Last question, how do you avoid the feeling of I don't want to be controlled by others when you work the corporate jobs and you're told by people what to do? I mean, I would love, I love Vicky's perspective of deciding it's a choice, right? So I'm choosing to do this right now and I'm learning so much about how I never want to be <laughs> through interacting with this person. One example. Mm. Yeah. We always have choice. Yeah. Go on, Leah. I was also going to say like, what can you control within that? Right? Like maybe there's some things in this situation that you are being told to do. I also hate being told to what to do, but within that, what, where, where do you have power and freedom? I'm sure there are certain ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. I just, you know, I think sometimes we think because I'm working for someone else, I don't have choice. And this has come up for me. I'm even going to use a different example with a client that said, um, I never have time for myself because I'm working my job. I'm working with my business. Then I've got my kids. And the coaching was basically around you are choosing to do those three things. And when you are with your kids, like actually some parents don't play with their kids ever. That's totally what exists. Why are you choosing to? And just, I think that like, I am choosing to work this job because I am choosing to save money or I am choosing to get a regular salary. I am choosing to do what this person is telling me because I am choosing, you know, to stay in this job right now. Um, and then I love what Leah added of like, and within this, where's my choice? So if I've been told I need to have X done by the end of the day, I get to pick one in my day that I'm doing it. So just those little things. That's really helpful. Thank you both so much for your time. Before we leave, there's two things I want each of you to do. One is um, let people know how they can find you, how they can connect with you and how they could work with you. And two is like any final words to anyone thinking about the 15 hour work week mastermind. Mm, good one. Oh, it seems so trite to say, just do it. But I just, I, I really do want to share that this has been my favorite hour of the week for the last six months or nine months, I guess, because we took a break and it's just been so revelatory. And I, like I said before, I just think it's something that every entrepreneur needs to do. So those would be my final thoughts in terms of finding me. I'm at the uncommon way everywhere. So the uncommonway.com, the uncommon way on Instagram, everywhere's the uncommon way. Amazing. Thank you. Um, I'll start with how you can find me, Leah Wiseman Fink. So Leah Wiseman Fink on Instagram, leahwisemanfink.com. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching and group coaching. My group is full and in the middle of it. And I actually am taking on a couple more one-on-one -on -one clients. So if you are interested in that, then hop on a consult, which you can find on my website or Instagram. Wait, I just have to say that actually loads of people say to me like, well, I assume that I have to get rid of one-to-one -one clients to do the 15 hour work week. So I just love that you shared that as well. That's another value point for everyone. And yeah. I have one-to-one -one clients as well. There so. you go. And the reason why is just because I like it because <laughs> I want to. And, and I mean, I could like, I, I think a lot of people, the traditional is like you fill your um, roster and then you move to group and then you never look back. But I'm like, 
I, I, I never liked rules. I think we've established that, but I, I like one-on-one coaching. And so I, I keep it and I like it. Um, why do 15 hour work week? I think it all goes back to the mindset of, um, I mean, again, it's, it's a rule breaking thing. It's like, I can run my business. I can meet my goals. I can make the exact money I want to make in a third of the time. And I think it is all a mindset, learning, unlearning. Um, I think the people in the room, I always, always, always go back to the people in the room um, are so on the same page and supportive and are all working towards the same goal. And um, I also have found it a very high level room. Right. And I remember Vicki, when we, I, when I first got in there, I was like, my brain is breaking. My brain is stretching. And you said to me, like, isn't that wonderful? Like, what if it wasn't, what if you felt like you were like, you know, not learning much or above, you know, and I, I found that part to be really, really, um, um, that's where I found the most growth. I think, yeah, being in the room with people who stretch my brain and thinking, and I learned so much. Yes, I love that. I forgot about that, but yeah, I remember. I mean, a few people had that at the start, to be honest. A few people were like, whoa, this is brain stretchy, but it is, and that's the value of it, right? Like, that's what I think the conversations that we have in this room around time and around possibility, I've never, you know, are unprecedented. And I also think, what we've created in terms of the relationships and the hierarchy and how everyone shows up and what's you know what's available for everyone to give not just take is like also a massive growth opportunity so I love that you shared that so true it's like when we were talking to Anna you know and she said I don't know that I want to condense my work week maybe not but do you want to stretch your brain in a way that you never have before? Do you completely want to fuck with your reality and just <laughs> change the game? Because if so, come in the room. Mm, I love that. Fuck with your realities. Yeah. <laughs> Anna said exactly yes. I just saw her type in. <laughs> Amazing. All right, lovelies. Yeah, for those of you that want to apply, just go to vickilouise.com forward slash 15. That's just one five and it's V-I-K-K-I-L-O-U-I-S-E.com. Thank you everyone for showing up, for asking questions, for engaging. Thank you to our lovely experts. Love you guys. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Bye. Hey, if you want to get five hours a week back minimum for life, then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too as you connect with other time hackers where you'll get celebrated, supported, and coached, of course. You are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickilouise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.